Audible presents Science News, the weekly audio news magazine of science for October 9th, 2010. Here's some of what's making news headlines in the world of science this week. Air pollution appears to foster diabetes. Also, siblings of autistic children may share some common symptoms. The results of a survey find surprising numbers of girls affected but not diagnosed. And getting to the bottom of diabetes and kidney disease... We learn more this week about renal cells called podocytes that may need insulin to maintain a blood filtration role. The first feature story is called The Unusual Suspects. With no obvious culprit in sight, geneticists do broader sweeps to identify autism's cause. The second feature is from the comment section, and it focuses on the need for vitamin D in the modern indoor lifestyle. We begin with our top news story this week. Air pollution appears to foster diabetes. Findings confirm previously published animal data. The story is written by Janet Roloff. A pair of new studies, one in the United States, another in Germany, reports strong evidence that diabetes rates climb with increasing air pollution in the form of tiny airborne particles. Although previous studies had hinted at this possibility, the data were mostly from small studies or from animals exposed to high levels of particulate matter, notes Aruni Bhaktnagar, a cardiovascular researcher at the University of Louisville in Kentucky who did not take part in either study. He says the new data provide important and more rigorous evidence that real-world pollution may be tampering with blood sugar control in a large and growing number of people. Both new studies focused on tiny airborne moats spewed primarily by traffic, coal-fired power plants, and industrial boilers. The new findings are particularly disturbing when set against an exploding pandemic, if you will, of type 2 diabetes, particularly in urbanized areas around the world, adds cardiologist Sanjay Rajagopalan of The Ohio State University College of Medicine in Columbus, who is also unaffiliated with either new study. The traditional explanation for this pandemic, he says, has been changes in lifestyle, diet and exercise, and increasing obesity. Particulate pollution is emerging as another potentially important candidate for causing obesity, he says, owing to its ability to trigger chronic low-grade inflammation, initially in the lung but also in a host of other tissues, including fat. Last year, Raja Gopalan's team published data from mice that, for the first time, demonstrated that fine particulate pollution can conspire with obesity to promote metabolic disease. The researchers exposed animals for half a year to what's known as PM2.5, airborne particulate matter 2.5 micrometers in diameter or smaller. All the animals ate a high-fat diet and became obese. Compared with fat mice breathing clean, filtered air, those that inhaled high but real-world concentrations of PM2.5 developed chronic inflammation, insulin resistance, a propensity to deposit their fat around the belly, and a host of other pre-diabetic changes. The study's findings appear in the February 3rd circulation in 2009. The next step was to look for signs that PM2.5 promotes diabetes in people, and the new studies tackle that question, Raja Gopalan contends. 
For the U.S. study, John Pearson of Children's Hospital Boston and his co-workers compared Environmental Protection Agency measurements of fine particulates in counties across the nation against county-by-county diabetes prevalence numbers that had been collected by the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They found that for every 10 micrograms per cubic meter increase in average PM2.5, diabetes prevalence climbed, in absolute terms, by about 1.15%. For instance, the incidence in a county whose average particulate concentration was 15 micrograms per cubic meter might be 7% of all adults versus 5.85% in a county where the average PM2.5 level was just 5 micrograms. The probability that the observed associations are due solely to chance is less than 1 in 1,000, Pearson's team reports in the October Diabetes Care. Even after accounting for a host of known diabetes risk factors, including